Come on, I want us to hear us down the road of 12th Street right here. Is there anybody thankful for Jesus? Anybody thankful that His Spirit's been poured out on us? Anybody believing that 2024 is going to be a different year? Come on, because of what Jesus has done. Come on, five more seconds of some praise for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in this place. Yeah, I love what Psalm says. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God for the voice of triumph. I love that so much. That that's the God that we serve. That's the God that welcomes that kind of praise. And I'm just so thankful that you're here. I want to just take a moment while you're still standing for a second and uh, just tell you, welcome to 2024. Come on, tap your neighbor say, well, you made it, you made it, you made it. Come on, tap your other neighbor. Can you believe you made it? Come on, go ahead, tell them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I just want to take a moment, just while you're standing for a second, just tell you, how honored I am just to be your pastor, and, and um, if I've never met you before, my name is Dustin, alongside my wife Allie, our family, we get the chance to lead here, and I just want to tell you how grateful we are for you, God has done some incredible stuff in this place over the last few years, and uh, we're about to take another faith step as a church that I want to tell you about, a little nervous about, really excited about, and uh, I just want to let you know that ever since the very beginning of Purpose Church, which is five years coming up at the end of this month, come on, we are, like, like I said, we a preschooler going to kindergarten, we got a big head learning how to walk, play on the playground, doing all that stuff, you know, like, that's where we are as a church, and so we're going to party on purpose, everybody's getting a free t-shirt, it's going to be awesome, like, come that day, it's going to be great. Uh, I got something I want to celebrate with you. And uh, if you could take a peek back behind our uh, this wall right here and all back in our kids' ministry area, uh, obviously you see in a room like this, um, it's, it's full of people. And I want to let you know the first experience, first service, full of people, which is awesome. And we've been asking you the last couple of weeks what that looks like as far as, okay, what service time would you come to church if we added another one? Well, I'm here to tell you that in 2024, on February 4th, 2024, it's 2-4-24. Come on, somebody, all right? 2-4-2024, uh, we're adding another service, and we're going to be moving to three services as a church. Come on, can we thank God for that in this place? Yeah. So really excited, kind of nervous, but, man, I'm just thankful. Uh, again, the statistics tell us that when a, when a, when a room becomes 80% full, um, that, that literally first-time guests, people that show up for the very first time, they, they decide, okay, uh, it may not be for me. It's time to make room for some more people at this church. And I want to let you know those service times are happening on February 4th. Here's our service times. You ready for them? You ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Well, let's do it together. It's like Vanna White. Come on, here we go. Right there, 815, all right? Anybody going to come to that 815 service? Come on, nobody in this room is coming to 815. Somebody said, Lord, is the Lord awake at 815? He is, okay? 815, 945. And 11.15. So our service would have got started about three minutes ago. Come on, we got some 11.15 people in the room. Come on, I like it. And I want to let you know we're doing that so that we can make more room for one more family. And I just want to let you know again, if you could see back behind our walls, we always say clean, safe, and fun at Purpose Kids. And I want to let you know we're at the capacity where it is, it is, it is getting to the point where it is almost not safe. Come on, somebody, all right? It is safe. It's almost there. Okay, so we got to make more room for each other. I just want to tell you, and we put this part up here at the end, all to reach one more blank. We put that up there because y'all remember the series that we did at the end of the year called For the One? I just have this on my heart, and this has been something we've been praying about for the last six months, just about trying to figure out what does that look like, what are the next steps for us. We're nervous. Our team, we know how much it puts uh, on a pressure on our team and how 
how that can that can be for a lot of people, but I am so excited about it because we are making room for one more family, one more kiddo, one more uh, college student, one more broken mama that doesn't know where she needs to go and she finds refuge and hope and purpose in this place, a grandmama that can bring her grandkids. Like we are making room in this place for that one person. And I'll just tell you at the end of this month, when we go and put shoes on these kiddos' feet, we want to make sure we got room for their families to come. We want to make sure that 432 kiddos, if they decide to come to church that next Sunday, wow, it's going to be crazy, all right? But if they decide to do that, we want to make sure that we're ready for that. And I just want to tell you, if you guys can, be flexible in that. Be excited about it because aren't you thankful that we're seeing people get connected to Jesus and helping them live on purpose? And I want to tell you, invite your friends to be a part of it. So, again, I'm going to encourage you to do that. Come on, can we give God a big shout of praise, thanking Him for what He's done over the last few years? Awesome, awesome, awesome. 8.15, nobody in this service today coming to that one. That's okay. 9.45 and 11.15, and it's going to be a great time. I can't wait. I'm, I'm just expecting God to do some incredible stuff. When we stretch, I told, I told y'all, uh, last week, my, my word for this year is stretch, but I have another word, two words, um, that I just think it is let's go, all right? That's my other two words, and I just feel that in my spirit a little bit, that 2024 is the year that Purpose Church says let's go, that we're willing to do anything to reach one more person, to connect them to Jesus, help them live on purpose, introduce them to Jesus. We're willing to reach one more family, one more kiddo, let's stinking go, if I could add that adjective in there, all right? And so I'm excited. I hope you are. We're going to bring the same energy every service, all right? So y'all just get ready for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're making room for you to be able to bring your family, friends, that coworker, that kiddo with you to church. All right? Everybody good? Everybody good? February 4th. So we got three weeks of this series, Party on Purpose, right into three services. Everybody good? Love it. Come on. We, you've been standing for a while. Get your Bibles if you got them. Romans chapter 12. I love this series we're starting today. It's a lot of fun. We're going to read in honor of God's word. If you don't mind standing, then I'll let you have a seat in just a second. It's going to be awesome. going to be a great day today. We're starting a new series called Rent Free. Rent Free. I need you to go to Romans chapter 12. So if you don't know what Romans is, halfway in your Bible, turn to the right. Come on, somebody. You're going that way. It's in the Newer Testament. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are just all eyewitness accounts to the life of Jesus. Different vantage points coming from those guys. Then you got the book of Acts, which is the Acts of the Apostles, the first church, church planting starting to happen. And then this guy by the name of Paul plants a church in Rome. And guess what? It's in the middle of the city. It's in the middle of, the, the, uh, of a pagan culture. And Paul is writing to them something that I think we need to learn from. And this has kind of been the basis for this series. It's in Romans chapter 12. We're going to be in the first two verses of Romans 12. If you're there, say, I'm ready. If you need a second to find it, say, hold up. I hear that. We're going to hold up. We're going to wait for you. That's all right. That's good. That's good. I love it. We're good. We good now? I love that. I love it. All right, if you don't have your Bibles, you got a big giant one up on this screen, and we would love to give you one if you don't have a paper Bible out at the Connect Corner. We'd love to have uh, you have a, ha a Bible in your hand. If you're ready for God's Word, say, I'm ready. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that He has done for you. That's why we take communion today. Remember what God has done for us. Remember what Jesus has done. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Your bodies, your lifestyle, everything that you do, let it be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Then watch what he says. Don't copy 
the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, somebody say then. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I don't know about you, that sounds like what I want for 2024. I want to know what God's will is that's good, that's pleasing, that's perfect. I want to know what that is. I think we can get there. I think we can begin to learn how to know what God's will is for you, what your next step might look like. It may take some faith, but I think you can have the confidence to take the step. But it all starts with how we think. So I want to challenge you today. This is the title of the message. It's this idea, what are you thinking? Tap your neighbor say, what are you thinking with that cowboy shirt on over here in this corner? Come on, as a Cowboys fan right there. Come on, just tap your other neighbor say, neighbor, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? All right, good. Good, I'm going to pray a really long prayer, then you can have a seat. All right, Lord, we love you. Thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You can have a seat. Once you tap your neighbor, say, I'm glad you made it in 2024 to church. I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Rent free. This series that we're getting started today is the idea of rent free. Anybody ever heard that term before. Come on, wave at me if that's you. Come on, if that's you. Okay, maybe if you're a, a, a different generation, uh, you may not have heard of this term called rent-free before, but if you happen to go to Urban Dictionary and type it in, this is the definition that you would get if you happen to not know what rent-free is. I want you to write this down because I think note-takers are history makers and we write something down right off the bat. Everybody okay with that? Rent-free, this idea that we're talking about this series is this. It's a phrase used Whenever someone can't stop obsessively thinking about something or someone, particularly something unimportant, or someone who isn't even remotely thinking about them in return. Come on, that's rent-free. Somebody say rent-free. Somebody say rent-free like you mean it. Come on, rent-free. I know that's a lot to write down, so we're going to leave it up there for a second. Rent-free, phrase used when someone can't stop obsessively thinking about someone or something, and I'll just make it easy for you that ain't thinking about you in return, okay? Somebody said, all right, they know. Because here's my thing for some of us in the room. Some of y'all walked in here, and you got your ex living rent-free in your mind right now. Come on, I'm going there in 2024. Come on, somebody go with me, okay? You got that there, okay? Some of y'all got that person that ticked you off so bad and gave you the stank eye, and you can't get them out your mind. They're living rent-free in your head. Right, they're living there. That's where it is. Some of y'all walked in this place. You think about that decision that you made 25 years ago at one time, and guess what? That thing is living rent-free in your mind today. Come on, anybody have something that's living rent-free in your mind today, right? They probably ain't thinking about you. They probably ain't worried about you. They probably forgot about you, but you're still thinking about them. Come on, it's not even a person. It may be something that happened. Come on, wave at me if that's you. Make sure I know I'm talking to some people know what we're talking about. Okay. That's what I'm talking about when I say rent-free. But what I think 2024 is the year of is the year that you stop allowing Satan, that you stop allowing your past, that you stop allowing that past relationship or that failed business or that old mentality to occupy real estate in your mind. And I just believe this year will be different, but you got to start it with the question. And you know what that question is? What are you thinking? Come on, tap your neighbor. And say, neighbor, my favorite neighbor, what are you thinking? Come on, I need you to participate here. I need you to tap your other neighbor and say, neighbor, my second favorite, 
What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Has anybody ever been asked that before? Anybody ever made a decision? Anybody ever done something? Next thing you know, they're asking you, what were you thinking? Like, what were you, anybody ever had that? Is it just me? Okay, I, I think all of us have been there. Uh, sometimes it can be in a sarcastic way they're asking you, what are you thinking? Actually, the other night, Allie and I went on a date together with our four kids. It's hard to do. We went out with our best friends and had a chance to go eat and, and hang out for a little bit. Well, guess what happened? Like, sometimes when Allie and I are driving down the road, right, I'm just in the zone, all right? I'm, I don't know. I am, This is me all the time, okay? So, like, I am ADHD. I've never been diagnosed, but I'm pretty certain it's happened, okay? I'm pretty certain that's accurate. But, like, sometimes when it's just Allie not, like, like sometimes it's, like, all the noise and all stuff. It's, I'm, just, I'm just watching the road. Come on, somebody, right? I'm just going down the road, and Allie will ask me, babe, what, what are you thinking? And I'll just be like, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing. And she's like, how can you be thinking about nothing when I plan four birthday parties, I've ordered three things of groceries, and I'm still in this car singing to the radio right now. Like, what do you mean you ain't thinking about nothing? Nothing, right? Anybody, any, any wives know what I'm talking about out there? You know what I'm talking about? Your husband, you ask that? Okay, I think sometimes we've been asked this question, what are you thinking? And I think it's a good question to ask. I think, honestly, if we want to have a different 2024, it starts by us asking this question, what are you thinking? And I just think about the great theologian, Dirks Bentley, that said it like this, I know what I was feeling, but what was I Okay, all right, what was I thinking, all right? And here's what I want you to know. How we, he's not a theologian, he's a country music singer, just so everybody knows, okay? No theologian, okay, sorry. Uh, how we think determines how we live. That's why we got to ask this question. You have to ask this question because how we live or how we think determines how we live. Show me how you're thinking, I will begin to show you how you're living. Prove it, Dustin. What do you mean? The Bible even says it in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. It tells us this. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. I want you to see that. I want you to know that. That again, that there, how we think determines how we live. And maybe you need to evaluate 2023 for your life. You need to look at it. And if you want your life to look different, if you want your situations maybe to appear different, not just appear, but how you see them, here's my thing is. If you want your life to look different, your thinking has to be different. Like 2024 has to be a year that you think differently. What do you mean, Dustin? Like, why is this such a big deal? It's such a big deal because we see right here in Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible tells us what Satan's, what, what, what he's doing. And he's got strategies that he is coming against us with. The Bible says this in verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. I got to thinking about that. One of the ways that the enemy attacks, probably more often than not, he does it through your thoughts. He does it through my thoughts. He will attack you and me all day long with our thoughts, old thought patterns. He'll begin to make you doubt your salvation. He'll try to doubt that God loves you. He'll try to get you to condemn you, to bring up your past, to feel ashamed, to throw shame on you. But I just believe in Jesus' name, this is the year that that changes. Instead of saying shame on you, I'm declaring in 2024, it's going to be different because of what Jesus has said 
And I just believe it's the year of shame off of you. Come on, if we believe that today, come on, can we give Jesus a big hand of praise in this place? And again, we love to say, woo, we love to say, yes, Lord. Come on, everybody say, yes, Lord. Come on, yes, Lord. We love to say that. We love to clap. We love to hoop. We love to holler. And I love that Jesus, like we love to do that about Jesus doing the work. But did you know there is a process to it? Did you know that salvation is a one-time, that is a one-time decision that you make that you have nothing to do with necessarily on your own? It's only Jesus. By Jesus' blood, you are healed. You can't earn it. You can't, you can't do anything enough to be like, oh, good enough. No, 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 no. That's, salvation is a one-time event that guess what happens? It's all dependent on what Jesus did. Not your works, yours and my works, the Bible says, are like filthy rags, right? Nothing is good about you and I. It's only Jesus. So when we are saved, that is a one-time thing. That guess what? When Jesus saves us, man, that's all because of what Jesus has done. But can I tell you, there's this thing called sanctification. That's a big churchy word of saying, hey, you know what? You need to become more like Jesus. And guess what happens is that is a process. Come on. Are you, I hope you're not the same person that you were the day that you met Jesus. It is a process. We all haven't made it yet, right? Salvation or justification happens in a moment. Sanctification happens over a lifetime until glorification happens when we meet Jesus face to face. I want you to see, though, what's happening right here in this justification moment of your life. If you know Jesus, there is a process that's going on. And again, we love to hoop and holler about the, what Jesus can do. But can I say this and not sound sacrilegious? Listen to me for just a second because I want to finish my statement. It doesn't all depend on Jesus. It does for salvation. But when it comes to sanctification, some of it depends on you. Because here's what I want you to understand. Don't get me wrong. God is omnipotent, meaning that he is all-knowing. God is omniscient, meaning he's all-powerful. He's omnipresent, meaning that he's everywhere. But can I say this to you? God will not change what you and I are unwilling to give up. And so I'm going to challenge you today. I just believe that some of us have come in this room and we have settled into a pattern of thinking and you are unwilling to give it up. Why? Because, oh, it's just how it's always been. Or, man, that's really hard. That's not how my family is. That's not how we're going to be. And listen to me. I'm going to challenge you today because if we do not learn how to wage war against the enemy, what we'll try to do is we'll try to dress it up on the outside. We'll try to fix the external. But God is really interested in changing the inside of you. And it is a process. Somebody say a process. It's a process. And I thought, how can I illustrate this to us today as we start 2024? And uh, I got to thinking about it, and I am, a, and I left all of my stuff at home, which is like, what am I thinking? Come on, somebody say, what are you thinking, bro? You know, like, I left it at home, but I think you'll still understand the, the whole idea of it. Any contact wears in the room, eye contact, anybody, or, or glasses, come on, wave at me if that's you. Come on, okay, a lot of us in the room, we staring at a screen too long. Come on, somebody, right? I'll tell you, I'm legally blind without my contacts in. Like, I am not allowed to operate a vehicle if I do not have my contacts or my glasses on, okay? So that is a bad day for your boy. I can't see nothing. How many of us in the room, if you wear contacts, how many of you have a process that, that it's the very first thing you do in the morning and it's the very last thing you do in the day, right? It's how I do it. I kind of, okay, I get up. I go to my contact case, I fumble around trying to find it, I get it, I finally put them in my eyes, I'm able to see, I go throughout my day, end of the day comes, I go back to the bathroom, I take my contacts out, I put them into the um, 
contact case, and then I put my glasses on and go to bed, right? So, so I want you to understand something, though, really quickly. I think there is a process that can happen. If you, if you ever have any, like, eye trouble or if you ever have some, like, blurry vision or whatever it might be, y'all may be like me where I'm like, hey, I don't know when was the last time that I changed my contact solution. Come on, somebody. Anybody that person? Maybe it's just y'all can learn from my silliness in the room today, okay? Like, I don't ever change my contact solution. I'm like, ah, it's cool. Be fine. No problem. I'm walking in my chicken barns. Yes, I'm a chicken farmer that wears skinny jeans. Come at me today, okay? Like, like but I, I go into chicken barns, no big deal. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. And I never change my contact solution. Come on, how many of y'all know that's bad? You know, that's a bad idea. I think there's a process that we can learn from that sometimes my vision can be affected, but I think it's the same thing when it comes to our minds. That we can learn from this simple process that I'm going to tell you about today. That if you will begin to do it in 2024, I believe your year can look different. I believe your mind can look different. And it's going to be able to change the way you think. And the first thing I think you got to do is you got to remove some stuff. So here's the deal. With my contact case, you know what I, I got to do? I got to empty out the bag. Come on, somebody. The, 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 all that nasty stuff that's on my contact case and in my, in my contact case, I got to empty it out. I got to remove some things. Somebody say remove. Very first thing, if you want to change the way that you think, if you want God to change the way that you think, you've got to start with removing some things. I'm going to tell you something really quick. Anybody on, anybody in the room would say, um, uh, anybody noticed lately how much pop-up ads happen on your phone? Anybody out there know what I'm talking about? Anybody be having a conversation, next thing you know on Facebook, what y'all was talking about is now on your news feed. Anybody been there? You know what I'm talking about? Isn't that kind of creepy? Is that creepy for anybody else? Just me? They're listening. They're listening. Besides Aaron. He's a joke. But like they are. They're listening to us. Okay, they're listening to my phone. It's going to be on my app. And like I, I open my app and uh, next thing you know, this ad for what Allie and I were talking about or somebody else was talking about is right there on my phone. How annoying is that to anybody else? Just me? It's pretty annoying to me. I'm sure it's annoying to you as well. And I got to thinking about that. Have you ever accidentally clicked on the ad? Because if you ever accidentally click on the ad, it's going to take you somewhere where you're not sure where you're going, okay? And then not only that, like you've already, by clicking on the ad, you've sent them already some information, and they're going to start emailing you. They're going to start following up. I noticed that you clicked on this. Hey, how is it, how, how's it going? How's, and I just think sometimes what happens is, is you get these ads that pop up all over the place, and what happens is if you happen to click it, it ends up wasting your time and taking you further than you ever thought you would go. And I think sometimes the thing that I love the most about ads that show up on my phone, come on, is that little X. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? That little X, it's usually in a circle or in a square somewhere. It's a little X that you can hit. All of a sudden, it cancels that ad. Thank God for the X. Come on, somebody, right? Thank God for that. And I got to thinking, this is the same thing that happens with our thoughts and our minds. And I want you to understand that you can't control the pop-ups that happen in your life. Because from time to time, you're going to think thoughts that you're not supposed to. You're going to run through things that, 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 are, that are bringing up some things that are living rent-free in your mind. There are going to be some things that, that, that Satan loves to throw out in front of you that may be a pop-up. But here's the encouragement I want you to find today. You can always find the X. That you can always find the X. See, you can't keep the thoughts necessarily from coming in, but you can stop them from staying. That's what you and I can do. And I want to let you know that the Bible is very strong about this, very clear about this, 
in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it says this, that the temptation in your life are no different than what others are facing. And God is faithful. Come on, we could stop right there and have church together, couldn't we? Has God been faithful in your life? Has God been faithful in your marriage, in, in your situation, in your finances, in your health? Come on, God has been faithful. We could have a whole service right there. That would be great if you just stop right there. But we're going to keep going. Okay, here we go. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Watch what it says. When you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure, so that you can keep going. Everything that comes your way as a temptation to lead you into a moment where you want to follow that rabbit trail, you want to feed your flesh, where you want to chase that ungodly thought, where you want to wallow in the shame of your past, God has already provided a way out. You have to look closely sometimes, but if you look close enough, you will find that X. And listen to me, you get to decide which thoughts you click on and which thoughts you cancel. And I'm going to tell you today, I'm just going to just go back to what our scripture was as we started today. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Right? That's what Paul wrote to us, telling us. And I got to thinking about that. Some of us are looking around in our lives and wondering why they feel so chaotic, why they feel so hectic, why they feel so stressful or empty. And it's because we've been copying the behaviors, the thought patterns, the lifestyle, and the customs of this world. But listen to me. You can't do what everybody else is doing and expect to get different results. And so if you look around, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to challenge you today as your pastor, don't copy the patterns of this world. Don't talk like everybody else talks. Don't think like everybody else is thinking. Don't live the way that everybody else is living. If you're going to change the way that you think, you're going to have to start by removing some stuff from your life. You have to start by detoxing some things. And I want you to write this down. God cannot fill faith that you don't make for him. God cannot fill faith that you don't make for him. And I'm going to challenge you today. What are the areas of your life in 2024 as we start this new year that you need to remove in order to make room for Jesus? What, what are the areas of your life? What are the, the patterns of your life that you need to remove? That you know if you stayed on that pattern, it's going to take you into that situation. It's going to take you into that thought. What are the friend groups that you may need to detox from that is taking you down a path that you know you're not supposed to be on? What, what's the relationship? Maybe it's a dating relationship that you're in that you need to remove yourself from. Don't send me an email this week. But come on, like a, send it to Kyle at Our Purpose Church. Come on, somebody. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Kyle. Don't do that either. Uh, okay, but like, uh, what, what is it that you need to remove in order that you might be able to be filled by, by what God wants to put in your life? Like, what is that that you need to do? And this, look at me, this is going to be difficult. I'm not telling you this is going to be an easy process. I'm not telling you that sanctification is easy because it's anything but that. Because you're removing some things that maybe you've been dependent on. You're stretching from some things that maybe you've kind of trusted in too much. And I'm going to challenge you to remove some things. But watch, as you remove some old things, I just believe God will bring new things and something new in and through you. And so as a church, we want to make room for Jesus at the beginning of every year that we started. We do this twice a year, and we call it 21 days of prayer and fasting. What I want you to see, though, is that we're going to make room in our schedule 
We're going to make room in our life. We're going to make room in our church for Jesus to do what Jesus wants to do. And uh, so I want to tell you about 21 days of prayer and fasting that we're starting today. And it's going to be a process over the next three weeks that we walk through together. Why 21 days? Well, 21, actually, if you will do something for 21 days, they say it will form a habit. So I'm going to ask you what, may you, what what might you need to remove for 21 days in order to form a habit that is chasing after Jesus a little bit better? I'm going to ask you of that. And so I'm going to invite you to be a part of that. We're going to be posting some different things throughout the week uh, about how you can get involved with that. Prayer and fasting season starts today. It runs through our birthday. Party on Purpose Sunday, January 28th. And I want to tell you about Tuesday night, we're going to invite all the ladies. Let me hear you if you're ladies in the house. Let me hear you. Okay? Ladies, Tuesday night, it's not going to be anything spectacular. It's not going to be anything over the top. It's not going to be anything produced. It is going to be old school. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. We're going to spend time with God. And we are going to, not we, because I ain't a woman, I ain't going to be here, okay? But y'all is going to do that and on Tuesday. Then us men are going to do that on Thursday. And then on Saturday, we're going to do that all together. So, again, we, we haven't done it this way ever. Actually, we followed a different system along the way. But we just felt kind of a, a shift a little bit in what we needed to do. Where our ladies on, on Tuesday night inviting you to come be a part of an all-women prayer. All-women prayer for an hour. You, hey, we're going to have resources for you. Maybe I don't, know how to, I don't even know how to pray for an hour. I don't know how. Bring your Bibles with you. Come on Tuesday night. That will be great. Men, Thursday night. Come on. I, I'll just tell you. I think you can tell the validity and the strength of a church by how many people show up to a prayer meeting, not just a Sunday morning. And I'm going to challenge some of our people that we would show up and we would pray and we would get desperate for God. God, would you remove some stuff from my life? Would you show me what needs to be removed? And we're going to do that on Tuesday night for the ladies. Wednesday night with your youth will be here. Thursday night, all of us fellows will be here. And then all Saturday uh, at 9 a.m. for about an hour, what we'll be doing is we'll be praying. We'll be seeking God, praying for the next Sunday that God would move in this place. Come on, that's what we're doing to make some room, to be able to remove some stuff. God, you can deposit if we can remove. And so we're going to be removing some stuff. Everybody good? Everybody good? Okay, number one is removed. The next thing I think what happens is with my contacts, if I'm, if I'm fumbling through them, and I, I'm going to remove all the old stuff. And then, come on, how many of y'all know it's not good if you just dump some stuff back in it? you got to clean it first. Come on, somebody, right? So the next thing that I would do in my, in my contact solution in case uh, just scenario, I remove all the bad, and then I'm going to clean the actual vessel. That make sense? So the next thing I think we got to do is we got to renew our minds. So we got to remove, then we got to renew. And renew is just that cleansing, that, that retraining of your brain, that retraining of your thoughts. If you actually go to Google, you type in uh, quick facts about your thinking, the very first thing that will show up is a study found in 2005. Come on, y'all. I just got to hate to tell y'all that was 19 years ago. Come on. How many in the room when I say 20 years ago think in the 80s? Anybody in the room? Because that's what your boys think is still. It ain't the 80s. It's 2005. Uh, and that was 19 years ago. Well, this study was done by the National, what was it, National Science Foundation that said the average person, which is just everyday people just like you and me, has 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts every single day. Did you know, though, that of those thoughts, 80% of them are negative? 80%, four out of every five thoughts are negative. And then they found out also 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts you thought the day before. So think about that really quick. What we can learn from that is the fact that we can learn two things. 
it's easier to be negative and it's easier to think the same thought over and over again. Right, so I, I don't know about you, but it always seems to be easier to, to focus in on the negative, the decaying and dying parts of our life, the, 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 the copying the behaviors and the customs of this world bent towards negativity, that flesh side of me, rather than on the spirit side that wants to bring me life. And, I, and I'm more likely to continue to think the same thought over and over and over and over again. And scientists would actually call that uh, uh, neuropathways that you and I are creating in our brain, which is a literal path in our brain that is stomped down over time, kind of like a deer trail. Come on, my hunters in the room. All right, if you see, if you go the same way every time, it's going to begin to wear down a path. I want you to understand that the same thing happening in your brain, creating a path. The more you think a thought, the stronger it gets, the easier it is to think it again, the harder it is to get a different thought in. But the good thing is is that God made you and I and our brains so intricately that it actually has the ability to change. Did you know that? That science would say, you know what, you have these neural pathways in your brain, but then there's this big science word called neuroplasticity that actually says that you can change the way that you think. And how many of y'all love it when science finally catches up with God's word? Come on, somebody, right? Because science might call it neuroplasticity, but the Bible calls it renewal. And God calls it renewal. And here's my thing. Whatever you might call it, it is the way that can change your life. Do not copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way that you think. And the reality is, is that 2024 can look different because through God, you have the ability to change the way that you think. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, no more stinking thinking from you in 2024. Go ahead. No more stinking thinking from you in 2024. No, no, no. You have the ability. God has given us the ability through his word. I'm going to show you how you can begin to cleanse your mind. Everybody good? How you can begin to renew your mind. We're going to remove. We're going to get rid of. And then we're going to clean. Here we go. You ready? I, I spent all week on this. Not all week, but like all of a half an afternoon. Come on, I need you to write this down. Renew. Come on, we got a, an acrostic like, like we're in school. R-E-N-E-W. Come on, somebody. Here we go. First thing I want you to do is you got to recognize. You got to recognize false beliefs. You got to recognize the lies from the enemy. You got to recognize the negative thoughts. And you got to begin to train your brain to spot those out, to, to, to declare what those are to recognize those, and then what you got to do is begin to expose them. So not only do you need to recognize it, but then you need to call it out. Hey, I see this. That's not the right thing. That's not what God says. Then what you got to do is you got to nurture. I worked hard on that one because I wasn't really sure what to do. Nurture. You got to replace the lie with the truth. So you got to replace the lie of the enemy that he's put and downloaded in your mind. You got to replace it with the truth. And can I come today and remind some of you the truth that can trump the lie from God's word today? Not the lie from the enemy, that God's word can trump it, and it's the truth. Can I, can I remind you all of a couple things real quick? About six of us, I said, can I remind you all of a couple things real quick? Okay, here's what I want to let you know, that because the blood of Jesus, you are no longer your past, 
You are no longer your mistakes. You are not what they told you or what they called you. You are not your shame any longer. You are not a slave to the old way of thinking. No, I am a child of God. I am who God says I am. You are loved. You're a child of God. You're saved. You're redeemed. You're set free. You're forgiven. You're well supplied. You're protected. And you are promised. Come on, if we believe that according to the word of God, let's take five seconds and thank God for the truth of his word. Can you throw me that water right there? I'm preaching. Come on, somebody. Throw me that water, Jamie. Let me see your hands. Okay, there we go. It's going to be really awkward. Just hang out. All right, nurture. Everybody good? Recognize. Expose. Call it out. Nurture. Replace it with the truth of God's word. Explore. you got to study scripture if you're going to replace it. with. If you're going to replace the lie, you got to begin to study it. What a better time this year than start to read your Bible. Right now, first of the year, let's go. Like, let's read it, let's explore scripture, and then you're going to worship through prayer. You're going to worship through coming to church, being in community. You're going to worship through getting in a crew in a few weeks. You're going to worship through diving in with 21 days of prayer and fasting and saying no to some things so you can say yes to God. I'm challenging you today. Would you begin to renew your mind by recognizing, exposing, nurturing, exploring, and worshiping? Philippians 4 says this, fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure and lovely and admirable. Think. Somebody say think. Think. Somebody say think. I'm going to say think like you are thinking. Somebody say think. Think about these things that are excellent and they're worthy of praise because this is what I know. How we think determines how we live. I got to bring it back to that. Now I got to examine What are the pathways in my mind that I'm allowing to be created that I need to ask God to remove? Am I letting movies? Am I letting internet? Am I letting books? Am I letting the news, Facebook, other people's opinions, the TV tell me what is true, honorable, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy? Or am I letting the Word of God set the standard for my life? challenging you today. If you don't like what you're thinking, you got to begin to remove. Ask God, what can I remove? God, would you begin to renew a new mind in me? Recognize, expose, nurture, explore, worship. And the last thing is this, if you want to change the way you think, not only do you got to remove the bad stuff, not only do you got to cleanse the contact case, but then come on somebody, you got to refill it with some solutions, right? If I take my contacts out and I've removed it and I've cleaned it but I haven't refilled it with something, guess what? I'm going to dry up pretty quick. And that's the same thing that happens in our life. Every single day we've got to come back to the refilling fountain that is will ne- that will never go dry. It will never dry up. And that is the word of God that is Jesus Christ. I'm just challenging you today that, that you would just be filled with the Holy Spirit would be a follower of Jesus that is empowered to live the life that God intended for you by you saying, God, would you show me what needs to be out of the way? I'm going to follow after you. I want your presence. I want your power. I want the purpose of what you have for me, Holy Spirit, in my life. I want to live for you. My challenge is this. Romans 8, 5 says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, 
think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your minds leads to life and peace. You want some life this year? You want some peace this year? Remove, renew, refill, and let God do something incredible in your life. I got this one thing I want to end on today. Yesterday, we ordered dumplings. Come on, somebody. If you don't know nothing about dumplings, dumplings is awesome, all right? And if you, know, if you think I'm talking about the specific food dumplings, they have great dumplings at dumplings, okay? Anybody love the rolls of dumplings? Anybody in the room? Oh, Lord, help us. I, I just got a different way of thinking. They have no calories in them at all. That's the way I'm thinking this year. That is not accurate, but just we'll go with it. Um, yesterday, we ordered some dumplings. Allie was craving it, a little pimento cheese sandwich, a little dumplings, a little roll. And Conley wanted some too, our oldest girl. So I ordered it, went, got it, picked it up, brought it home, set it on the counter in the, in the uh, kitchen. Conley's doing her own thing for a while. She's playing. She's on an iPad. She's watching TV. She's messing with her brothers, sisters, all that stuff. She never realized that the food was home. And I got to thinking, she asked, she's like, Dad, I thought we was getting dumplings. I thought we had it. And I said, baby, it's been in the kitchen for an hour. It's been sitting right there on the counter. I've been home. I, you know, you heard kind of the, the bags coming in. You kind of heard what was happening. You saw what was, I mean, you, you missed it. I, I literally had them on the counter the whole time. Your daddy had supplied all of your needs, but all you had to do was ask. And I think that's the same way that happens in our lives. I think so many times what happens is, is that God is willing, God is waiting to fill you. God is waiting to fill your mind. God is waiting to fill your life. God is waiting to use you, but he's looking for some children that would just ask. He's looking for some kids that would just say, yes, you can remove this old stuff. Yes, you can renew my mind. And God, would you refill us? Would you fill us with the power, and the presence, and the person of Jesus, the Holy Spirit? Would you do that? I love what 2 Chronicles has to say. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And he's looking for his kids to strengthen. That he's looking for his kids to feel. That God is willing. God is ready. God is, is, is waiting for you just to make yourself available for him to fill you. And I'm just going to challenge you, make this year be that year. Let's go. Don't let another, I, I feel like i got to tell you this. Don't let this be, 2024 be a year that you just keep resuming everything that you've been doing. But instead, let's remove, let's renew, let's refill. No longer a resume season. That way, probably not the best way it's been working. Let's be a, a, a re, remove, a, resume, or a renew, and a refill church. Let's be a people that, that live that way. And I just believe our lives are going to look different in 2024 that your life would look different if you just ask God, God, what do I need to remove from my life? It's hindering from getting filled by you, getting used by you. Please show me, renew me, change the way I'm thinking so I can change the way I'm living. And I pray that that's the prayer that we have this year going into 2024. Do you receive that today? Do you receive that today? I want everybody in the room, if you don't mind, as quietly as you can, can you stand to your feet? Can you bow your heads and close your eyes as you do that? I want you to all understand there's nothing that you and I can do to remove 
the filth of our life on our own. That we all have things that we have messed up. That we all have this, this nasty thing called sin. That the Bible says that we've all been born into. That we all fall short of the glory of God. But that Jesus came. And he gave his life for us. And, and, and it, I want you to know that, that there is a punishment that had to be paid. And that Jesus was willing to pay it. That Jesus was willing to go to the cross for you and I. The Bible tells us that there would have to be a payment made for sin. So if you're in this place, either you are going to pay for your own sin for eternity apart from God in a place called hell, or you're going to recognize and acknowledge what Jesus did on the cross is what you need. And I'm telling you, we're all in that boat at one time or another. We're all in that decision-making process of, okay, am I going to live for myself? Or am I going to turn the lordship of my life over to God? So maybe you're here today and you want to do that today. If you want to do that today, you want to give your life to Jesus, the Bible is very clear in Romans, same, same book of the Bible, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. So maybe you're in this place and you want to give your life to Jesus today. You want to acknowledge what he's done for you on the cross. I want to let you know that today is the day that you do that. What a better way to start 2024 than, been, than giving your life to Jesus today. So if you're in this place and you want to give your life to Jesus, or maybe you're watching online or listening on the podcast and you want to give your life to Jesus, I'm going to repeat, I'm going to say a prayer of confession. It's going to be very simple, but it's more of you just admitting the fact that you need Jesus to save you. It's that confession part. If you say that, say something like this. It doesn't have to be word for word, but if you would just mean it in your heart, say something like, Dear Jesus, I believe what you did on the cross. I believe that you gave your life for me that you died in my spot that my sin is what you paid for you gave your life for me so that I might have life so that I might live I, I want to make you Lord of my life today I know you died on the cross I know that you gave your life that they put you in the ground in the grave and you got out of the grave three days later I believe that and I want you to be the Lord of my life today that's you in this room. That's you online. If you confess that, you made that declaration today that Jesus Christ is Lord. He wants, I want Him to be Lord of my life today. If that's you, I just want to let you know that there is a party going on in heaven. That literally all of heaven rejoices when one person acknowledges that Jesus Christ is King. And I'll just tell you, we want to have a party here at Purpose Church. We serve a risen Savior. Church should be a whole lot more like a party than it is a funeral. And guess what? Today we're going to celebrate. If one person came to Jesus, and then we're going to keep going, even if one person didn't today, we're going to keep sharing the good news of the gospel. But if you're that one person that raised their hand today and said, hey, I gave my life to Jesus, would you do something for me today? I'm not going to ask you to be bashful about it. I'm not going to ask you to kind of just barely raise your hand. Would you raise your hand up clear over your head and just wave it around like you just do care? If that's you, you say, hey, I just gave my life to Jesus. Raise it up over your head and you can wave. Because I just believe that God's not ever going to ask you to shrink back on your faith from this moment on. He's never going to ask you just to kind of shrink back a little bit. No, no, no. He's going to call you out. He's going to call you forward. He's going to call you to move. If that's you and you say, hey, I just gave my life to Jesus, you can raise your hand and wave it around like you just do care. Awesome. If you did that, I just want to let you know again that there is a party going on in heaven. 
And I think something we say a lot around here is that it is great that you had that happen in your life today. I think it would be, it's the greatest thing, greatest decision that you'll ever make. It would be a tragedy if you walked out of here and didn't let somebody know about it. And so we want to be a church that walks alongside of you and just says, hey, man, we, we are proud of you. We love you. So if you don't mind, there is a literally a card in front of you in that pocket. If you're on the front row, you can reach behind you if you had to. Um, but there's a salvation card on that po- in that pocket. If you don't mind filling that out, and then on either side of our platform today, we have people here that love you, that care about you. You can bring that to them. We'd love to give you a Bible. Then also outside at our Connect Corner, you can take that to them. We want to know that you made that decision today. We're so proud of you. We're so excited that you would say yes to that relationship with Jesus and what he's done. So come on, Purpose Church. Can we let them know how excited we are for them? Can we let them know how much we love them? Come on, can we give Jesus a big ovation in this place today? Start of 2024. Anybody believe in God for a great year this year? Come on, give Jesus a big shout of praise in this place.